On today's episode of Sovereign Sports, Town and Rico dive into the post-fight aftermath of the Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia fight, give a breakdown and preview of the second round of the NBA playoffs, as well as touch on LeBron's legacy, give our thoughts and reactions to the NFL draft, and break down the landscape of the NFL in the aftermath of the Aaron Rodgers trade. Coming up on Sovereign Sports. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Siren Sports. Man, we missed y'all. We missed y'all for real. I'm your host. I go by the name of town. Across from me, your co-host, Rico. How you living, Rico? What can I say? In the words of future, life is good. (laughs) Life is good. That's what I like to hear, man. That's what I like to hear. It's been a crazy week in the world of sports, man, since we uh, last sat and talked. Yes, sir. You you love to see it, especially with the NBA playoffs. Ah, oh, we love it. Oh, man. We have a lot to talk about with the NBA playoffs, man. And I got I to gotta pick. You know, I'm going to give you a little preview, but, man, I'm going to grill you a little bit on your, on your championship hey, choice, man. Hey, hey, hey. Like, hey. I, I got I to gotta have some answers for that one. Hey, let me just say this. Jimmy Butler in the playoffs becomes Michael Jordan. What can I say? That's that's his illegitimate son, bro. Did you not see the theory? That's him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that theory too. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's little MJ, bro. You just don't claim him. Hey, that man's built different. What can I say? Jimmy, I can't even complain. Jimmy motherfucking buckets. Jimmy fucking buckets. But our first topic of the day is going to be one that we covered. Last week, the, the event hadn't quite happened yet, so we weren't sure exactly how it was going to shake down. We gave our predictions, but it's happened. We saw what happened. What do you think of Javante Davis versus Ryan Garcia? Hey, Tank did what he had to do. What could I say? That that liver shot ain't nothing to mess with. Once I saw uh, Ryan go down, I was like, oh, it's over. It's over there. Tank beat him in his own game, honestly. Yeah. I don't think Ryan was mentally prepared for that fight. Because you can see in the first like couple rounds, Ryan was cool, but Tank Tank just always had something to answer back with, especially in the second round and when he knocked him down. Honestly, Tank outclassed him. The, the only time Garcia had an advantage in that fight is when he was being super aggressive. Exactly. There was a few punches that he hit Tank with where Tank buckled, mm-hmm. where it looked like Tank could have went down at any second, and that was... but. When he was doing that, he was being super aggressive. But when you're super aggressive against Tank, you're going to get hit. Mm-hmm. And he got dropped immediately after. And it's after he got dropped, there was no heart left in that man. That's what happened in that second round. He got dropped, and he was just like, okay, well, I need to chill out. I'm being aggressive. But also, like, he was just trying to look to hit him with the left hook. Like, yeah. that's all he was focused on. And it, it, it made him pay in the end. It might be all he has. Like it's a hell of a punch, but like if you take that away from Garcia, does he have the the skill set to compete with Tank? And honestly, no. I, I go back to what I said. He outclassed him. I didn't. I didn't see him do anything at all. He was he was saying like he wasn't gonna make excuses for himself. I don't blame him. He was outclassed by Tank. Like Tank knew what he was going in there to do and did what he had to do. Do you think the mind games that Tank played had a lot to do with what... Uh... Oh, yeah. Certainly. Certainly. Like I said, you know, he, he was learning from Floyd because he used to be in Floyd's promotion. Mm-hmm. So putting the mind games on him, he wasn't mentally prepared. And then, you know, after the fight, uh, I, I heard, too, De La Hoya wasn't even at the, the media conference or anything. Oh, really? Yeah. So... Wow. 
That's interesting. Yeah, very um, interesting. What do you think of uh, the? I mean, I don't know if they're rumors, more or less, they're confirmed now since uh, Ryan Garcia posted on his Instagram that uh, Tank had a mole in his camp. You know, the way I see that is. I feel like you just got to take your L and go with it. Yeah. I, I don't think you should be trying to make excuses after the fight. Like you said yourself, you wasn't going to make excuses. So to bring to bring that up after the fight, there's not even no need for it, like, honestly. He did, he did, you know, quote in there saying, like, I'm not trying to use it as an excuse. But when, you know, someone you've been fucking with for years is a mole in your camp and working for the opposition. Like, so apparently the rumor is... His he had a body injury going into the fight, and Tank knew about it. If you go back and watch the fight, he was going heavy on that body. He was, he and was going crazy. so he yeah he was going crazy on the body. So I think I think that was true. I think there was someone in there that let him know that hey yeah Garcia has a has a body injury, and if you attack it, you can exploit it. But at the same time, from Garcia's standpoint, you're boxing, dude. You there's one of two options. You're gonna get hit in the face. You're gonna get hit in the body. You mm-hmm. got to be prepared for both of them. Yeah, he and he got the body because you know Tank took advantage of it. So, but also at the same time, I think when they were doing the interviews and stuff, Tank predicted that he would take him out with a body shot, which is crazy. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't see that one. So yeah, he, he predicted he was gonna okay. take him out with a body shot. Okay, so. that's that's good to know. Fucking Tank, man. I, I'm telling you, my game's at its finest. And he let him keep his bag. Yeah. They both made some good money that night. I, I mean, believe it. And that was Tank's first uh, main event in Vegas, too, also as well. So. Yeah. Man, I just, after that left hook from uh, from Tank, Garcia lost his will, man. And <laughs> he was after, like, ah. after that, it was it was over. That he, you know, getting knocked down for the second time in your career and from a powerful punch. Mm-hmm. Too like like a punch like that is gonna it's gonna ring your bell. Mm-hmm. You're gonna fucking remember that shit. And I like I don't I don't think he's ever been deflated like that before. Yeah, I don't think he's ever been hit like that before. Even yeah, the a shot to the liver is gonna hurt, mm-hmm. and you cannot fully recover from that. So I don't blame him from staying down at all. Yeah, that's I don't know, man. I yeah I I can't put myself in that position, so nope. I can't say. So no, nope. I mean. You know, it is what it is. The outcome is the outcome. There's not going to be a rematch. We're just looking forward to the next big fight. So, And here I thought they was going to have a tie. I, I thought there was going to be more money into it. Where they were like, oh, let's make them tie. Oh, there's going to be more money in Tank now than anything. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He going to the top. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He's uh, he's on a trajectory for sure. So, uh, yeah, we'll go ahead and wrap up that conversation, man. Uh, it, was a, it, was, it was an okay fight. I was expecting more. You know, just after the second round, Garcia... Deflated, it wasn't happening. Was just taking too many. I don't know. He lost the majority of those rounds. So, Rico, the motherfucking NBA playoffs. The first round is finally over, and my oh my, what a fucking round it was! I think this was the best first round that I've seen in quite some time. If I'm being honest. Yeah, man. The intrigue, the matchups. A lot fucking happened. You have a the best team in the league getting completely out. just taken out in five games. Like, you know, this is a very weird playoffs. You know, in the Western Conference, the six and seven seed knocking out the two and three seed to move on to the second round, man. You know, <clears throat> it's crazy. It's unpredictable. It's super unpredictable. Like, 
And it's crazy. Only one team in the whole series was swept. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, we ain't even going to talk about them. Yeah, we yeah. yeah, we ain't even going to discuss them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Completely man, we, unpredictable. All right, so the, the first series that we're going to dive into for the second round, man, the Nuggets and the Suns. Ooh-wee. Game one yesterday was insane. I'm going to keep it real. Like, <laughs> did, the, did the Nuggets deliver a message to the rest of the league? I think the Nuggets delivered yesterday. And Jamal Murray put a stamp on that fucking letter. Yeah, he, he really did, man. Like, Jamal Murray went crazy yesterday. Like, it, it was insane. Like, he's letting people know he's back. And I, I, I love to see it. Mm-hmm. I love to see it from him. So, because everyone just thinks, oh, it's Jokic's team, but... It's as much as his team as Murray's like, team as I well. Mean, people have that perception because it has just been Jokic's yeah. team. You know, like they haven't seen this core together in, you know, like to two years. Two years. They played though. nine games together when they first made the Aaron Gordon trade. And then Jamal Murray goes down with an ACL and he's out for two years. People wanted to see this core together and to see how they could play. And this is the year that they were going to come together and it's all going to work and they're going to win the championship and this is it. And they're delivering so far, man. And I'm, mm-hmm. as a Nuggets fan, I'm hype. I'm hype as fuck. But at the same time, the Suns scared the shit out of me. Oh yeah, that that first game, they may have not played the way they needed to, but they're gonna bounce back. Like, yeah, th- this won't be a four game sweep. No, definitely not. It's gonna be a dog fight the De- whole time through. Def- <laughs> yo, yo, if it's a, <laughs> if it is a Nuggets in four type of situation, we're gonna invite the Suns in four guy on the show. To come and talk with us and see how that, you know, see the opposite <laughs> side of that. Not on no hater shit, just on some real conversation shit. He said, info, info. Info. Yeah, it, it's, I don't know. My whole thing is it doesn't get easier from here for the Nuggets. So yeah. they just have to keep playing the way they've been playing. And they've been playing excellent. So Yeah, they really have, man. They're playing as a team. They're not relying on one person to get it done. They're playing as a whole team. And you love to see that from the starters to the bench. Just to even the rotational players that just get a couple minutes a game, they're getting in and contributing. Mm-hmm. And that's what's making them successful. But also, at home, you got to give credit to the fans, too. They make it loud and impossible to play in there. I went to uh, Game 5 against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the game where they uh, locked up the series, and that arena was crazy. I believe it. Like, they were jumping. But, I mean, if I can't say, those refs fucking sucked. Y'all were assholes in that game. Like it was like eight on five with the fucking refs out there. You know what I'm saying? Like they couldn't get a call going our way. We were blowing up the Timberwolves, and then all of a sudden they're coming back and foul shot after foul shot, bullshit call after bullshit call, and it just it arced me. NBA refs, y'all need some fucking lessons. They gotta make their status quo. That's nice. <laughs> Drives me crazy, man. But not, I still stand by what I said. You know, during our initial prediction, which I got to, by the way, I got to say, I'm very proud. I went four for four in the Western Conference. I'm very proud of how that, how that went. So four for four, 100 percent. Yep. Four for four, (laughs) 100. And uh, I'm going to stick by what I said. Nuggets of seven. 
Yeah, I, I see the six or seven series game. I don't see it being four, like I said. I, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook be like, oh, Nuggets in four. There, there's no way D-Book and KD are just going to sit People need to shut the fuck up, for real. Like, you got to you gotta <laughs> humble yourselves as Nugget fans and know that's not going to happen. Bro, I think, the, I think the biggest problem is Nuggets fans have never been here before. Yeah. So they don't know how to act. Yeah, so like, they, like, never in the existence of the Nuggets history have we been the favorite to win a champion. I mean, I don't, honestly, I hate even saying that because technically Phoenix is favored in the series against us. Yeah. Uh, so, but, you know, the number one seed in this crazy West, like, you, we've never been here. It's unpredictable. You can't have too much of a big head. No, for real. With a back-to-back MVP? Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. I agree wholeheartedly, man. So, uh, from here, we're going to bounce over to the East. The motherfucking the East. The motherfucking East, where we got Boston... Boston. Boston Celtics and the Philadelphia 76ers. Mm. This series we uh we knew was gonna happen. We we called the first round on this set of series. Celtics. Yeah. Celtics. Celtics. Celtics, Celtics. Uh, uh, and beats doubtful for tomorrow. So beats doubtful, really. I wasn't aware mm. of that. Yeah, he's doubtful for tomorrow. So we're gonna see what happens, you know. If he wants MVP, he's gotta he gonna have to lock in. I don't. I don't know what his injury is, but they say he's doubtful for tomorrow. Uh, honestly, so. it might be an injured ego. I don't know. Like that might be what's happening to Giannis right now. Honestly, his interview the other day was very interesting. Like that's probably the realest so, interview so, I've heard. Him okay. Say. Okay. No, we'll we'll get into that later because yeah, yeah. I have, I got a lot to say about that interview. So I just go back to Boston's defense. Boston got it. Boston's defense, man. I think they're going to take care of business. I think they're going to shut down Embiid. I think they're going to shut down Harden. They, they did scare me a little bit. They did with Trey Young. They did. Like, but it took, it took Trey Young going absolutely ballistic and then hitting a massive buzzer beater to to mm-hmm. get them into that position mm-hmm. to steal a game. Mm-hmm. And I think I think Boston is fully capable of shutting that down. If Embiid doesn't play, Boston in five. Damn. Boston and five. Boston and five. Boston and five. If Embiid doesn't play, I think they're getting swept. I say Boston and five. I I think Philly might take one, just because. But I say at least five games. Okay, well, what if Embiid does play? If Embiid does play, I'm still going. I'm still going with the Celtics. So I'm gonna say Celtics and six. Celtics and six. Celtics and six. I think it's going six too. If if Embiid plays, it's going six. But if he doesn't, they're getting swept. Whew. I don't think uh, I don't think Tyrese Maxey and uh, James Harden can carry that team in a game. I, I was being thoughtful saying five. So they, <laughs> I'm telling you, they might just get one. But I don't, I don't know. We'll I mean, they, they, it's it's entirely possible for them to, to sneak one out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I just don't see it happening. It's yeah. not likely. I don't know. You 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 can never know in the NBA. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the best part about it. We can mm-hmm. sit here and bullshit all day. We don't know what's gonna happen until they play. So. They they ain't printed the script out yet. Not, <laughs> hey, and if y'all got if y'all got the script, please let us know. Like send it to SirenSportsPod at gmail.com. Right? Yeah, we, so we need that thing. I, I I need it too, so my predictions can start getting a little bit more right on track. Okay. Yeah, for real. Some of them bets in uh, that sports book get a little better. Yeah, I've been down bad. <laughs> I've been like Franklin Saint. Yo, I hit big one time and I ain't played since. And I'm like, no, I don't I'm, blame you. I'm good. I don't blame you. He said, I'm comfortable. I, I got my bag. <laughs> he said, I'm out. Yep, yep. That's pretty much what it was. Um, all right. 
easy series to, as far as I'm concerned, it's an easy series to predict. Celtics. Okay. Now we bounce back over to the West. We got the Los Angeles Lakers, led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis, against the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry, oh. who just put in a massive Game 7 performance against the Sacramento Kings. Now... 50-piece nuggets. 50 nuggets, man. 50, 50 nuggets. nuggets. That shit is crazy, man. Like, broke a, broke a playoff record for Game 7 points. And... I was sitting there watching the game, and Sacramento, and man, shout out to y'all for real. Y'all put up a fight, but they held it that up. championship heart that I was talking about during the predictions, mm-hmm. that showed out. And they got a dynasty. They do. And a lot of people wrote this team off down two games to nothing. Mm-hmm. And what did, what did I say last week? I'm not changing it. Warriors and seven. I think they get it done. Thank you for the seven games, by the way. Yeah, that was real. just completely entertaining. I had an amazing time watching them seven games, but it gets better now because it's <laughs> Braun versus Curry. I love to see it. Give me another seven games. Oh, my God. I can't picture this series not going seven. It, it would be so weird because I'm just like both teams are rolling right now. And, like, the Lakers – Everybody's doing what they need to do to help win. And it's amazing because that game, Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Memphis, I'm going to tell you this now. You should have never came in talking all that shit. Now look at you now. Dylan Brooks was talking all that shit. You pissed LeBron off. You pissed LeBron off. You poked (laughs) the wrong fucking bear. That's what you did. And then John Morant, you should have never said none of that shit saying I'm fine in the West. Because LeBron was just like, oh, you must have forgot who the fuck I was. So, I said last week it was bold of him that to call LeBron old. I mean, but it takes balls. It, it takes balls to call LeBron old. But, you know, if you poke the bear, don't be surprised when he swipes your head off. And shout out to Uncle Shay Shay Sharp. You know, he was in attendance making his presence known. So, you know, he, he helped the Lakers out too, in, Bro, in my opinion. The whole situation with him and John Morant was hilarious. Funny as fuck. Oh, my God. I love it, man. Like, honest, but honestly, John needs to hear it. John needs to hear it. I wish somebody would slap the shit out of him because he needs it. <laughs> I heard they were playing whoop that trick in the, the locker room after the game, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Damn, okay. Hey, them, them series get heated. Yeah, they do. They really do. Uh, but we're finna get a great, even better series now. LeBron versus Curry. You never get tired of it. No, nah, you don't. It's it's crazy that we're getting this matchup in the second round of the playoffs. Like, I know. Like, Usually it's a finals thing. Yeah, it's a finals thing for sure. There was the joke, the running joke, you know, back in the day that it's going to be LeBron versus Curry for the next 30 years. It's gonna They're going to be walking out there with fucking wheelchairs <laughs> and shit like that and walkers. Fucking, it's been 70 years. It's been 70 years, and the finals are still the same. You got LeBron and all his sons playing against Curry. And for real. <laughs> Curry and his daughters playing. Yeah, for real, for real. Oh, man. But speaking of LeBron, man, there's... Greatness. There's there's greatness. You can't bring up LeBron without the debate, man. You can't. What's, what's, what's your take on the GOAT conversation? Look... As much as people don't want to admit it, you have to admit LeBron is a goat of this generation. Like, this man is first in basically every category when it comes to stats. 
you have to you have to put LeBron in that conversation. Like I get it, you want to talk about rings and whatnot, but you have to give LeBron his flowers. And there's so many people that just don't like LeBron because of the way he is. I'm just like, give that man respect. Give that man respect like you give Kobe respect. Give that man respect like you give Michael respect. Like, yeah, he has four rings. But appreciate greatness because it's not going to last forever. That's the way I see it. It, it isn't going to last forever. You know what's not going to last forever is all the hate he gets. Exactly. The second he hangs him up, he's going to be right up there on the Mount Rushmore basketball, and there's not mm-hmm. shit that no one else can say about he'll, it. He'll, he'll get that Kobe treatment after. No, definitely. Because a lot of people hated Kobe, and then once he was on going into retirement, everyone started appreciating him more for what he did for the game. No, for sure. Believe me, as a Nuggets fan, I hated Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I couldn't stand him. You know what I'm saying? Like every every opportunity to make the Nuggets look foolish, Kobe was there to do it. Oh yeah, yeah. and I so yeah, I was I was glad to see him go as a, as a Nuggets fan, but I respected the greatness and I for sure gave him his salute on the way. Hell out. yeah! And you know, it was you got to give LeBron his flowers because I don't think there will ever be a player like him ever again that will be statistically where he is. I don't know, bro. The boy's got two sons about to hit the league in a couple years. Bronny's next. Bronny and Bryce. Then Bryce will be next after I that. Love, from from everything I'm hearing, Bryce is the is the one to look out for. That that's what I hear too, and that that is not the first time I've heard that. I heard that Bryce is a better player than Bronny, but I want to see the one on one. Yeah. That's oh. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I want to see the one on one. You throwing that out there? Yeah, I'm throwing that hey, out can there. Can we get a Can we get a sponsorship on that one? Someone to sponsor a one on one between uh, Bronny and Bryce? I got to see it. The battle of the Bron boys. <laughs> That'd be crazy, man. So you said that LeBron is the GOAT of this generation. He is. And I, I'm going to have to disagree with you. And my reason being is I think LeBron was the GOAT of the last generation. So who do you think is the GOAT of this generation? There's no doubt in my mind. It's Steph Curry. You know, that I, I, I can actually agree with that. I, I, I can roll with that. I can roll with that. Because the way basketball has changed, especially because of Steph Curry, is insane. Mm-hmm. Because the three-point three point shot is being shot way more now than it was a <laughs> decade ago. I'll tell you that, that. Like, they were shooting it, but you're looking at teams shooting it 40, 50 times a night now mm-hmm. compared to a decade ago. Yeah. And it spreads the floor. It does. Like, it, it creates so much more space for everybody, especially when you have someone like Stephen Curry, who is the greatest shooter maybe ever. He, oh, yeah. Greatest shooter ever. He's, he's in the building. He's in range to make the damn shot. Greatest shooter ever. Like, I think it's better for basketball that that's, there's way more floor space now because, like, when you watch old basketball and shit, that shit is just congested. Like, yeah. you see Michael Jordan getting fucking damn near triple teamed because no one was shooting threes like that. Right. And I, everything it, was in the paint. Not just not just triple team, but elbows in the face, full on, full oh, yeah, on bodies. Boys. Like, yeah, like it was, it was some crazy shit. If they could clothesline you, they would. Yeah. And, you know, that's you can't do that shit in today's NBA. Mm-hmm. So it, it was definitely a more physical, more violent brand of basketball. But the way it is now. There's is, way more spacing. It, it's way more spacing and it's way more fluid. It's way more. Honestly, it's way more fun to watch. I think so too. Yeah. Like from a from a just a, a product perspective, I feel like I get more enjoyment out of it than watching, 
you know, it's believe me, it's fun to watch people get beat up. But when you're watching somebody nail a 35 foot shot three times in a row. But my question to you now is, when it's all said and done, when Braun, Katie, Steph, when they're gone, who who do you think is going to lead the next generation? That's a good question. I can tell you two people, I think. Uh, honestly, I could give you three names. Honestly, I could give you three, too, actually. Give me your three. I'll give you Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, and, you know, Giannis is still young, too, so I'll go with Giannis. Okay. And me, I'm going Luka Doncic. That is a good one. Trey Young. Mm. Nikola Jokic. I, I could rock with the Jokic one. Trey Young one, I'm like, eh. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, Trey has the it factor. He has if, it. If I feel like he just needs to be on a different team, though. And that's that's what I'm saying. If he if he is on a, on a different team or they get him with a different surrounding cast, I feel like he has the potential to take a team to the next level. Mm-hmm. The the firepower that he brings is ridiculous. Like, it's it's on par with Steph Curry. Oh yeah, but yeah, I could definitely definitely agree with the Luca one though. I, I yeah. can agree with that one. Luca, the only drawback with Luca, from what I could tell so far, is like there's a lot of entitlement, and you have to, your team has to play around him mm-hmm. necessarily. He doesn't like fit with pretty much any other scheme. So, yeah. and I say Nikola Jokic, but I have a giant concern with with the Joker. Is he doesn't seem to love the sport of basketball. Like, if if I'm being honest, I could see him winning a championship, saying, "Okay, I've done everything there is to do in basketball. I retire, and I'm going to go back to my house in Serbia, my farm in Serbia, and ride my horses." I think he's just laid back, just because he knows, like he he's passionate about basketball, but I think he cares about more of helping out his own people from home. Mm-hmm. To where basketball really isn't a priority. Like, he just plays it because he enjoys the game, but he wants to take care of his people, and it's more important to him. Oh, for sure. Well, believe me, making the money that he's making, his people are well taken care of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that that farm out in Serbia. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to see. I want to know how many horses they like, got. I'm, I'm curious. Where does he keep his MVP trophies at? That's a great are, question. Are they just in the closet? <laughs> <laughs> Collecting dust and Co- shit. Collecting dust. He'll put them out, you know, once in a blue moon. But no, nah, man. Right now, his horses take take precedence. They getting fancy. They got brushes and everything. They getting well maintenanced. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. But yeah, I'll definitely go with my two with Tatum and Booker. So I and those are those are very good choices, man. Like that. The NBA has so much talent nowadays. It's insane. And it's so, it's so widespread. Every team has somebody that is, you know, relatively close to a superstar. Mm-hmm. It's usually one or it's more than one superstar now on team. Yeah. For the most part, unless well, you're like it, Detroit or somebody. In order to make any sort of playoff run, you need at least two. Yeah. And, you know, that's just the, that's the standard that the NBA set nowadays. It's going to be a fun few years to see where it goes and any new talent that comes in. Again, I don't pay attention much to college players until they get to the pros. That's that's when they get my attention. But I'm I'm fully prepared to embrace the the change of the NBA. LeBron's ready to pull a Ken Griffey <laughs> <laughs> to play with his son, you know. Yep. 
That's crazy. You think about it, you look and see how old LeBron is. He's played with the fucking kids' parents. Like, you see yeah. the kids going in the NBA now, and they be like, oh, I used to play with my dad. And he's just like, fuck, don't make me feel so old. And I'm just like, <laughs> the longevity he has is insane. He's the Tom Brady of basketball. Exactly. Like, he's the anomaly, bro. Like, me and, honestly, me and your brother were having this conversation earlier today. Like, how... The fuck does he do what he does at, how old is he, like 38? He's like 38, 39. Like, how, how do you do it? And, and, how, and how much longer does he have at an elite level? Exactly. Like, you don't know. It's insane. Like, you're almost, you're almost 40. You're about to be in year 21 next year in the NBA. Like, how the fuck do you do it? Right. Man, he takes care of himself very, very good. Very good. He really does. And just, he's still explosive. He's still LeBron. I know, because he'll swatch your shit off the backboard like nothing. Yeah, yeah. He, he, believe me, I've seen it too much, man. Too much. <laughs> Blocked by James. <laughs> well, all right, man. We're going to jump back over to the, the final series in this second round that we're going to cover. We have New York Knicks and the Miami Heat with Miami who took game one. Bro, what the fuck has been up with Jimmy Buckets? Hemi. Hemi Buckets. What can I say? What can Jimmy Butler not do? This man becomes fucking prime Michael Jordan in the playoffs. Oh, I I know I said they weren't going to beat the Bucks, but what in the fuck? Like, the last couple games I've been watching, actually the whole series, he has gone nuts. Like, him doing the game winner, oh, sending the team in overtime Mm -hmm. against the Bucks in game five. Oh, my God. So, speaking of the Bucks, Rico, that was your championship pick. That's who I have winning it. What happened? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I would have thought the Bucks would have pit. I would have thought they put up a bigger fight. It, it honestly caught me off guard because I'm just like, this is the. I don't know this Bucks team. So yeah, like, I, it's hard for me to feel like Giannis didn't quit on him, bro. I feel like something was just. I don't know. Something was wrong. It, it, it seemed off to me. Like, in, if you go back and watch, like, the end of Game 6 and, like, Game 7, Giannis didn't want the smoke, bro. I don't know. My whole thing, too, is, like, you had Drew Holiday guarding Jimmy Butler, and he killed him the whole fucking series. Like, why wouldn't you try to think of someone else to guard this man? I mean, you, if it's not working, you got to make adjustments. You have to make adjustments. And that's been a big problem when it comes to some of these teams in the playoffs. Mm. Like, especially the Cavs. They did not make adjustments to the Knicks. And you see, mm-hmm. they're at home now. Yeah. Or they might be in Cancun. You never know. <laughs> I mean, they're probably spread out everywhere, man. Probably. But you have to make adjustments. And to see... The Bucks go out like that. I don't even know what. I don't even know who that team was. That that was the best team in the league. I don't even. I have no idea. I I mean I think they clearly pr- were proven that they weren't the best team in the league. Oh yeah, they they like, they, they just they, sat down and just let the Heat just. That whoop. was that was a regular series win. So which brings me to Giannis's interview after the fact. What's your thoughts on what that man had to say about this season not being a failure? I'll be honest, like. What he said in comparison to Michael Jordan, it's a fact. Like, I don't think you can call it a failure because Michael Jordan had losing seasons as well, but you just have to get back to the drawing board and figure out where to go next. Like, I could see he was very frustrated because no one wants to fucking lose, you know. As a person that plays in sports, I hate losing too, but 
You know, you just have to deal with it and figure out how you're going to come back and be better. Here's my issue with what he said. How do you not look at it as a failure? You're playing at an MVP level. You have the number one seed in the East, the best record in the league. You are the odds-on favorite to win the damn championship. You were there a couple years ago. You know what it tastes like. You said it back in your prediction that he's hungry for that. Where was that at? Yeah, I, I really don't know what happened with that. Like, like there, how, and then you have the audacity to sit there and say that it's not a failure. Tell that to your fan base. My whole thing is I don't know where you go from here with that. But it's crazy, though, how, like, NBA fans and the media will be like, oh, it was okay what he says. But when it comes to, like, another player like Russell Westbrook, they'll be like, oh, oh he, didn't, is- he didn't live up to the hype. He didn't do what he needed to help his team win and fucking shit on him. Like, I get it. Giannis is a likable person. But you have to keep the same energy when it comes to all these players then. Mm-hmm. You can't pick and choose who you like and who you want to criticize. No, that's that's facts. And I th- Rush just gets it bad just because of his persona. Exactly. And, like, if, if anyone else, like, if LeBron was to say that, people would be like, that's why you're not the GOAT. MJ, the, and people would just, like, exactly. Giannis, there's no excuse, bro. You failed your team. You let them down at the moment that they needed you the most, and that's why you lost yourself the MVP. Even like, I know it's a regular a regular season award, but you don't think that's going to be fresh on the voters' minds when they go to vote oh, like, yeah. that Giannis, the M, one of the MVP finalists, failed to lift his team past the fucking first past the first round. I and mean, not only that, but to lose in five with a full team. I'm pretty sure they're going to look at Embiid the same way if he can't get the job done. I, I say whoever goes the farthest between him, Jokic and Embiid, are winning MVP. So, depending on who goes farther, we will find out who the MVP is. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Which brings us back to the actual series we're supposed to be talking about: <laughs> <laughs> Miami and New York. What are your predictions here? This is this is the one series that we did not see happening. We had the Bucks and the Cavs mm-hmm. moving on to this this round. So this is new territory for us. What are you thinking here? New York might not like this. I got heat and six. Heat and six. Heat and six. Heat and six. I go back to the championship heart that the Heat have. Like I did, I, I I questioned you when you made the pick. Like you don't think Miami has what it takes to stop this team? And they proved me wrong. And like you know, Miami's been to the finals and the Eastern Conference Finals in the past two years, so they know what it takes. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get over that hump to win that title. And I- I got Jimmy Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Jeffrey Jordan winning the series. Yeah, I I have it in five. I can do five or six, yeah. I just don't think <clears throat> I, I think the Knicks they'll probably take a game or two, but I just don't see him winning the series. I'm sorry, New New York fans. I don't see him winning the series, but they'll they'll put up a good fight. Jalen Brunson has been amazing this year. The whole Knicks squad in that last series, like, came together as a team and did what they needed to do. R.J. Barrett caught me off guard because he's been playing very mm-hmm. good, too. And I know people, a lot of people have been shitting on him lately. So, Well, if the Knicks get the pieces back that, that they're supposed to, they m- might actually put up a good little fight. They're, they're depleted still, but, I mean, they're, they're getting pieces back slowly. So. As long as uh, Julius Randle don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I mean, if Randall plays, it's a different series. I don't know. We'll see. We we gotta see because you know. Honestly, if he if he, he has can, his moments, if he plays, I'll give I'll give the Knicks an extra game. I'll say it goes six. Six. Heat and six. Heat and six. Hemi Butler. Hemi Butler. So the our predictions for the Eastern Conference Finals have the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Dude, that's gonna be so good. That's gonna be a series. Okay. Mm-hmm. And on the Western Conference, Denver Nuggets. We didn't give a winner, did we? Nope. That one, I don't even know if I want to choose a winner. I, I, I don't know if I want to choose a winner either. It's going to be so good. I don't know because whoever wins, I honestly won't be mad because I, I love seeing Braun and, Braun and Steph go at it. I'll, I'll say this. I did choose the Warriors to win the championship, and I'm going to stand on that. Warriors in seven. I'm going to go against them and say Lakers in seven. Mm. Mm, mm, Lakers mm, and seven. Mm. Lakers and seven. Okay, Lakers and seven. I yeah. think I I think uh, the Nuggets are gonna need a well. Regardless who the Nuggets play, it's gonna be a great test for them to see if they make it to the finals or not. Which brings us to our our matchup for the Western Conference Finals, which we have Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets. That would be an amazing like, series. Like, again, man. That would be an amazing series, or even if we get Phoenix versus Golden State. Hey, no, 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 we're not even putting that out in the air. <laughs> I would love to see KD get his get back on the Warriors. Man, fuck KD. Right. <laughs> hey, 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 appreciate greatness. I know I do. Appreciate greatness, but we're in the middle of a heated playoff series against that team. Fuck KD, all right? Hey. We'll see, where, we'll see where it goes from here. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you know what? Either way, the second round is going to be amazing. Man. Oh, yeah. The NBA playoffs never disappoint. No, they really don't. They really don't, man. I can't wait to see where it goes. Who's going who's gonna to grind it out and win that championship? This, the Nuggets better do all they can. This is a healthy team. So. Yeah, for real. All right, Rico. This past week, the NFL draft took place, man. Superstars of tomorrow enter the NFL. The excitement, man. The ratings for the draft, like they outrank NBA Finals games, wow. World Series games. Like that. Does that tell you how hyped people are about the NFL? People are very dedicated when it comes to their NFL team. Well, I honestly think since Amer- uh, the NFL is like the number one sport in America, mm-hmm. it actually makes. Because, you know, people, they love to see who's going to be on their team to help them improve and get better. So, oh, for sure. I man. like it. Then, you know, especially when it comes to the NFL, everyone has an opinion on their team. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a debate. Like, <laughs> uh, and then if their team sucks. I, I feel you. It's rough, man. It's rough. Pe- people's feelings get hurt. Oh, yeah. Especially if they don't got no Super Bowl rings. I'm sorry. Chargers fans, Yeesh. don't take it personally. Yeesh. Don't take it personally. Sheesh, why you gotta why you gotta do Chargers fans like that, bro? Hey, Texans don't got a ring either. Hey, but you know what the Texans do got? Two of the top three picks of the fucking draft. Will Anderson, CJ Stroud, great picks. I like it. I great, like it. Great picks. Like it, it, it shocked me. Like I knew Arizona was in the market of trading the third pick, but for Houston to draft their quarterback of the future at two and then trade right back up and get number three to get their edge rusher, two of the most important positions on your football team. And you took care of them. Like, how has that ever been done that you're aware of where a team has two out of the top three picks in the draft? I don't think I've ever seen that. I, like, that's some Madden shit. Yeah. With, with uh, 
the trade logic off, you know. Oh, for real. I don't even think it works like that in Madden, honestly, because they'd be cheating when it comes to trades. <laughs> they don't even let they'd be stingy on the trades, actually. Uh, if if you work it the right way. Nah. I'm telling you gotta you. you gotta make a player like a scrub player ninety nine just to trade him for a good pick. Nah, nah, man. <laughs> there was there was a glitch back in the day where if you traded like say you traded the Chiefs three quarterbacks for like a bullshit uh, draft pick, they would release Patrick Mahomes because they didn't have space on their team. What the hell? And you can go now go sign Patrick Mahomes as a free agent. This must have been when Patrick Mahomes was a rookie because. There's yeah, no they, way. They, oh, this was this was a few years back. This was, <laughs> I think this was the one that had Antonio Brown on the cover. Oh, that was like Madden, 18, Madden nineteen or 19, some shit like that. I don't know. One of them old Madden. Yeah, one of them old trash Madden's, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Madden's still trash, if you ask me. Hasn't hey, been the same for a while. Honestly, like I used to, I used to ball crazy on Madden, bro. But like, I haven't really played much anymore. I've actually been playing a little bit of two K on my free time. Madden's got ass. So ass. I mean, I, I still, I still enjoy it. When Two K is toxic, but you know, <laughs> we can talk about that another time. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely <laughs> another segment for another day. I will say that the draft was a long ass draft. Like, there were so many trades. Like, as soon as a team was getting ready to pick, they'd be like, "Oh wait, we're gonna trade it away." There and was then, a there was a record number of trades in, the, in this draft. I think there was forty three trades made. Fuck. It's either 43 or 45, I saw the number, but it was the most trades ever in a draft. Insane. And, and like, them GMs were active. Oh, yeah. And it, the fucking Eagles. Let me say this now. <laughs> the Philadelphia Georgia Bulldogs over here. I, I, honestly, I think Jalen Carter <laughs> may have been the still in the draft, bro. Still in the draft, but at the same time, I want to give a shout out to Philly's GM because the shit he did was insane. Like, he drafted all these Georgia players mm-hmm. and then end up getting DeAndre Swift right after. Yep. Shout out to him. Man, yep. that man was grinding. That man was grinding for real. You know who else was grinding and really surprised me? Was George Payton of the Denver Broncos. That man was working. That man was working, man. I was surprised at some of the picks that he got. You know, Mims, the wide receiver out of OU, that boy looks like that boy's a Burner. Burner. And I'm excited to see him and, like, what he can do in the offense with Sean Payton and mm-hmm. Russell Wilson and, you know, with a with an adult in that room now. And, you know, being able to control the situation and keep some egos in check. That's what I'm saying. I would say for us to not have a first-round pick and us – we had a third. We had two thirds, actually. Yeah, we had two thirds, but we, we traded up into the uh-huh. second. And we traded up to the second. For us to not have a first, I think we did pretty good on – Drafting players. I, I think we did, too. Uh, like, I, they addressed a lot of positions that I, I felt they needed. All right, then you look at uh, Riley Moss, the cornerback that they drafted in the third round. That boy can play either safety or corner. He can ball out. They addressed linebacker in the third round as well, you know, trading back up. Mm-hmm. And address safety, interior, the offensive line. So, the, I feel like they did a lot with the picks that they had. Facts. We got us a center, backup, or I don't know. We're going to see hey, him, yeah. him if, and Kush are going to go at it. Him and Kush are going to go at it. Oh, so. yeah. If he could push Kush to, for the starting job, you know damn well Sean Payton's going to be like, okay, let's uh, we're going to give it to the Rook because he outplayed you. He outclassed you, mm-hmm. and that's what it is. That's what it's about. We also traded for the Saints tight end or one of their tight ends. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Sean Payton's real familiar with him. So You know, I like our little partnership thing we're going on with the Saints, you know. We get some of their old players, and we trade for their current players. Mm-hmm. I like the little trades going on, the little 
Oh, definitely. The little deal we got going on with Yeah, that. for sure. The Saints, they still hold Sean Payton in a very high regard. The New Orleans Broncos. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> it's, no, it's the Denver Saints. The Denver Saints. Denver Saints, Denver Saints. So, I mean, I kind of touched on it earlier. Who do you think was the steal in the draft? Who was like, who got so lucky that somebody fell to them? Like, are you kidding me? I'm going to go with the Eagles. Jalen Carter mm-hmm. falling to nine, I, I think is going to be a very good deal for the Eagles, especially because a lot of their players from the Super Bowl team, especially on the defensive line, are gone. Mm-hmm. So him being there now and no one picking him up before nine, I feel like I feel like they messed up on that. He might be the, you know, legal issues pending. Yeah. Might be the steal of the draft for sure. If I was to throw another name out there, it would be Christian Gonzalez. Oh yeah, oh. like from the you know from the New England Patriots. I wish I wish the Broncos had a, a pick to take him. <laughs> I've watched him all season last year at Oregon. Repres- I loved his play. representing Colombia. Go Ducks! <laughs> <laughs> no man, he was he was a top ten pick in a lot of drafts. So the fact that he fell to seventeen, it's crazy. And you and now he's going to be in a Belichick defense. He's gonna ball out. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna shine, bro. And you know, that's a that's a name to look out for. He got he got that dog in him. Yeah, he does. He got the juice. No, he got that duck in him. Quack quack. You know what I am saying? <laughs> Do you know what I am saying? <laughs> oh man, boy, is there a is there a team that you feel fucked up on the draft? I think the Falcons going after Bijan Robinson at eight was you very. Think so? I think that was very surprising. I, I think that caught me off guard because I wasn't expecting them to get a running back, especially mm. because of the running back room they already have. Yeah. But also at the same time, didn't um, somebody else got a running back? Uh, I don't remember what team it was. I, I yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. I don't know who you're talking about. Somebody got somebody got a run. I think it was Detroit too. I think yeah, it, it was Detroit because then yeah. they, then they traded Swift. Yeah, it was Detroit. Yeah, they they already had Swift and they decided to bring in another running back. And I was like, you already have Swift, but I think they're cautious because of how he is with his injuries. Mm-hmm. So they were just like, okay, we'll like, give him away. Swift is Swift is a game changer if he can stay healthy. Yeah, he's definitely a game changer when he's healthy. So for him to get traded, that caught me off guard. But also at the same time. I can't believe this is even happening. But Stenson Bennett went in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. He's going to the Rams. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that it's one. Gonna, yeah. It's going to be. I mean, honestly, with you know Matthew Stafford's uh, injury history, he probably he, gets some playing time this year. He probably will get some playing time. So let's let's see how Bennett does in the NFL. Like you know, mm-hmm. there's the, honestly the only knock on him really is his age. Yep. And then um, Will Levis. Second round. Yeah, I felt bad for him. Second I round. I felt bad for boy. He fell hard. They, the cameras were on him all night, and he ended up going second round and didn't attend the next day of the draft. I wouldn't have either. Well, it, he he was quoted in an interview prior to saying that he'll, he's only going to go if he knows he's going to be one of the top picks. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the drafts had him going in the top ten. A lot of the mocks. And he failed. And he fell down in the, the second to, round. All yeah. the way to Tennessee in the second round. Tennessee did trade up to get him though, so I mean they knew his time was coming. Yeah, but that was that was a little crazy to watch him go through that. Because I think they're I think they're ready to put uh, Tannehill out of the door anyways. So. Well, I mean, it, it, what what the fuck do you do with Malik Willis now? Yeah, I don't know what you do with him either. But I feel like Malik Willis just doesn't fit the Tennessee if, Titans. If 
if I can be 100% honest with you, I feel like this is ownership stepping in and saying they want a quarterback. They want another quarterback. It, it, it blows my mind. Like Instead of doing something to help build your team, doing something to you know, give Tannehill weapons or give him protection or beef up your defense or do something, you're going to go draft another quarterback to throw into the mix. Let me tell you, Rabel did not look happy about it. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he was pissed. That, that was not his choice to go get a quarterback right there. But I think they were very upset with the quarterback performance by both Will, uh, Tannehill and uh, Malik. So Yeah. It sucks because Tannehill, we, we know he's capable of good things. Mm-hmm. It, and he just needs to stay consistent with it. And he, had, he didn't do that last year. He fell off last year. Yeah, he, he had a down bad season last year. And then Malik just wasn't running the offense. I mm-hmm. think that's why uh, Mike Vrabel doesn't like him. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he just, he's so off script. Yeah, because he'll, he'll like try to run the ball mm-hmm. and not even like want to pass it. And I don't know. Yeah, the games that I've seen him play, I don't think he's played very good. Dude. No. But I don't think he fits their scheme anyways. I don't, I don't think he does. I don't think, honestly, I don't think Vrabel was very happy about that pick either. I think they just took him because he was available. Yeah. I mean, or another owner getting involved in. As for my fuck up of the draft, I gotta go back to Carolina, man. Are you talking about Bryce Young? I'm talking about. I'm talking about what they gave up for Bryce Young. Oh yeah, like, I, I, it's, I I can't get over that. They gave up too much for uh, for the number one overall pick. Damn. And you know, Bryce Young may come in and be a great quarterback, but you stripped. The team around him of so much just to get him. They have some nice offensive weapons that they're starting to get, mm-hmm. but defensively, yeah, that's where you're like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, but I mean, I, I understand also. It's not going to be a one year experience with that. Like, they're oh, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna take some time, and mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they get it going. And and the NFC South is honestly up for up for grabs. You you don't know who's gonna win it. I, I think there's a there's a competition in the NFC South to see who's gonna be the most mediocre. Yeah, because let's see, you got Derek Carr, <laughs> you got Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, and I don't even know who the hell the other quarterback is. Desmond Ritter. Oh, yeah, Ritter, see? I forgot they let go of Mariota, see. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a below average uh, yeah. division. So honestly, I I see the Saints coming out on that. Oh yeah, it's it's probably gonna look like you know how the NFC East is some years where mm-hmm. they make the playoffs but they have a shitty record. So. Yeah, I, I honestly I can I see I see the Saints coming out of that division. I think Derek Carr, uh, Derek Carr is underrated. I, I, I think it's disrespected so much, and I, and I don't understand it. As someone who, as a Broncos fan who had to watch him play twice a year. And the, saw the performances that he put on. Derek Carr is one hell of a quarterback, bro. I, I feel like Raider fans just did not appreciate him. Like, don't get me wrong. He did have bad games. But at the same time, he helped your team out a lot. And I, I just feel like the Raiders didn't appreciate that, especially when they had Gruden. I don't think Gruden really liked him. I think he was just trying to get rid of him. Uh, I, I don't think Gruden liked anybody. I don't think he liked anybody either. But, you know. Maybe he'll make it work out in New Orleans. We'll have to see. But yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, that, that, Carolina, man, gave up too much in the NFC South in a division that fucking they had an opportunity. They still have an opportunity to go win it. So let me let me take a step back and kind of take my critic hat off. 
they have an opportunity to win it. Even with Bryce Young, with a rookie quarterback, their name is still in there. So, you know, maybe they could prove me wrong, but I feel like they gave up too much, and I feel like they did the fuck up with the draft. They definitely gave up too much. Way too much. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was worth it. I don't think it was worth it either. But, all right, Rico. This is going to bring us to our last motherfucking topic for the day. Hey, hey, Ron. Hey, hey, Ron. Where's that? There's that green. Hey, hey, Ron. There's that green. Yeah, that, he got that green, all right. That <laughs> damn Jets gang green. Nah, he, he got that bag. <laughs> oh, I know he got that fucking bag. But, I mean, his co- Aaron Rodgers' contract was, you know, $60 million this year anyway. Regardless, he was going to make that bag. Money Manziel. Money Manziel. <laughs> Money man's out. <laughs> but yeah, man, the Jets make the uh, make the blockbuster trade. Trade for Aaron Rodgers. Shake up the entire landscape of the National Football League. What are your thoughts on that? The AFC looking like the NBA West, Western Conference. You're not lying, <laughs> man. The, in, in the same division as Josh Allen and the Bills. Look, it's crazy. I think it could be very beneficial for the Jets, but Aaron Rodgers has to play his ball because I feel like when he was in Green Bay, once they started losing and they weren't be successful, being su- successful and getting the pieces in there, I feel like he was just be, being there for the bag, honestly. I feel like he was just playing to get his money. So, and you know, all them trade rumors were starting last year, too, because everybody thought he was going to get traded to the Broncos or the Niners and stuff. But honestly, I think... The Jets would be very beneficial for him if he goes in there with that winning aspect and want to help the Jets do better because they barely missed out on the playoffs last year. I think you're going to get an Aaron Rodgers that has a bit of a chip on I mean, Aaron Rodgers always has a chip on his shoulder, but he's going to have a chip on his shoulder this year. And I don't think it's for money. I don't think he's that type of guy. I hope to, not. To be, to be honest with you, like I, I don't think anything that man does is for money. I I don't believe that. I think he's just. I think his ego is just the size of the fucking moon. That's all it is, and he has a very specific way that he operates. That if other people don't meet that, then he don't really fuck with them. And honestly, I relate to. I relate to that on a lot of levels. So like like I. I see where he's coming from in a lot of aspects. Like, a lot of people give him shit. Oh, you cut your family off. Like, oh, sometimes you need to. You have to. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, he's a prima donna. All he wants. Like, so maybe he in, is inside those rooms seeing what's going on and is seeing something wrong and is voicing something. And they're looking at him with the disrespect of you're just the player. Shut up. Like, maybe, maybe there's something that we're not seeing here. I, I I think him, like I said, I think him going to New York can help them out a lot. He just has to go there and do what we know he's good at doing. So, yeah. and he's got a young team there also as well. He's got offensive weapons. He's got defensive weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, he got the rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. Um, rookie of the year on the offensive side, Garrett Wilson too. Yep, Garrett Wilson, and then. I don't know. We're, we're going to see. I think they could be a playoff team, but that's a tough division, though, too. That's a, that's a crazy division. How, how do you see the Josh Allen-Aaron Rodgers showdowns going? I still think, regardless of how it goes, 
the Bills still gonna come out in first place in that division. Yeah, I I think it. It's gonna be good to see though. I think honestly, I think it's a toss up. If Aaron Rodgers comes in and plays his A game with the a team that's supposedly just a quarterback away, then I think. I think they can give Buffalo a run for their money. They can give Buffalo a run, but also I would say, too, Buffalo has to stay healthy. For sure. What has to happen in New York? We live, baby. We live. We live. Sorry, we ran into a little technical difficulties. I don't even remember where I left off at. I don't remember where I left off at either, but what we going to do is we going to jump right back into the Aaron Rodgers discussion. What do you think the Jets would label as success out of this Aaron Rodgers trade? I would say making the playoffs. I, I think as long as they get to the playoffs, I think they will be content. But, you know, at the end of the day, they want, they want to get to the championship just like any other team does. So, I, I don't know because the AFC is very hard. AFC is. division is very hard. So It is. I, honestly, with a – a player like Aaron Rodgers, who you got to shoot for a championship with him. Like, like you, he's a one-year rental. You don't have him under contract past next year. Yeah, you, you don't so, have him for too long. So, so, like you, you, if you don't get a championship out of it, then you wasted your whole year. You wasted your draft capital. You wasted your team, and you wasted everybody's time. It's, it's, it's make it or break it at this point. It really is. I think if you don't, if you don't win a championship this year with Aaron Rodgers, it was a complete failure. Because he's he's on his he's on his last horse. Yeah, he's he's out the door, and honestly, like it's hard not to. I know I was, you know, playing devil's advocate and saying, you know, oh, what what if what's really going on in Green Bay that he wanted out? But honestly, the way the man operates, it is a little extra. It's too extra for what needs to be done. Yeah, so and it, it's a it's a hit or miss opportunity. Like so. the, the the way he threatens retirement every other week, it feels like, like no, bro, like. No wonder the Packers didn't get the haul that they wanted for him. And the Jets had to give up. Essentially, it was, you know, a first and a second. And then they switched first rounders. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll but see. I'll tell you who did get paid this week. Lamar. Lamar. Lamar motherfucking Jackson. My boy got paid this week, and I love to see it. I, I, lo- I always love to see somebody get paid, bro. My issue is... These quarterbacks are eating up too much of the salary cap. Like, and no one is winning a fucking Super Bowl playing their quarterback that much. I mean, okay, Patrick Mahomes, I think his new contract just kicked in. And he kind of falls into that category. But Mm -hmm. that's, no one gave them a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, I definitely didn't. I thought they were going to be at least third in the AFC West. But, you know. Well, you you take like no one expected them to get better offensively when you take away Tyreek Hill. Exactly, and I just didn't think they were good defensively to be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But their defense showed out. Yeah, which was crazy. Yeah, it it definitely was crazy. Which you know we circle back to Lamar. I would say he's gotten more help now on offense. Yeah, oh for sure, especially after signing Odell Beckham. And they drafted Zay and, Flowers. And, yeah, they did draft Zay Flowers too. I, I yeah that. They got him some weapons, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he could do with it. He's under contract. It wasn't fully guaranteed. That's what he was pushing for. He conceded. He caved. What do you think? Uh, what do you think made him budge? You know, you can only do so much as being your own agent. And I feel like he wanted to stay in Baltimore. He just didn't want them to lowball him mm-hmm. because I know Baltimore isn't really the place 
well, quarterbacks get contract extensions. It's usually the defensive players that yeah. are the standouts in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just like, all right, this is what we got to do. And if it don't work out, like, I'm, I'll be on my way out once I have the chance to leave. No, for sure. And, you know, honestly, there's a there was a wrinkle effect to what they did with him with the franchise tag. And putting the non-exclusive on him. Like, bro, the, the Baltimore Ravens held every ounce of power in that situation. And Lamar was just fighting. Like, I don't understand the decision to be your own agent. I don't. Like, at the end of the day, you took a contract that they offered you six months ago. And you made a big debacle out of it. Out of it and at the end of the day, you still get $180 million guaranteed. You just got to take your bag and run with it. I, I give it to him, though. I'm happy to see another black man get paid. Hey, hell yeah. More Huge advocate. You need to get some black people in ownership, man. I have been waiting for that. Mm-hmm. I was hoping when we were talking about Dan was going Dan last week. <laughs> I was hoping. Well, I think Magic Johnson's supposed to be in that uh, 76ers ownership group. Oh, is he? I think he's supposed to be, he, yeah. If anything, he's a minority owner. Yeah, I think he's like, a minority yeah. owner because I know with the Walton family, uh, Lewis Hamilton and uh, Condoleezza Rice are both minority owner, mm-hmm. owners as well. No, so. I'm, I'm talking a majority but, yeah. owner. Like, Give like, us Jay-Z. That's the only black man I can think of that got that much money. <laughs> Uh, there's a there's a mogul out here in Denver. He was in consideration to buy the Broncos. He, oh, I do remember him too. I, I, I don't remember his name. But, I forgot what his name was too. Yeah, but, but no, he he was uh he was in consideration. He was putting together uh, you know groups to look at it, but ended mm-hmm. up deciding not to. He should have did it. He should have did it. That's a discussion for another day. <laughs> exactly. How much do you think the Aaron Rodgers trade and Lamar Jackson getting his bag impacted the NFL? Like I said earlier, I think it's just made the the AFC conference way more harder <laughs> than it already was. Like, there's so much competition now. I think you guys be seeing the majority of the NFL games in primetime be AFC games. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm curious to see where this is going to go. I want to see Lamar get back to the playoffs and help his team because he's got receivers now. It's not just him and Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. So I want to see that. But I also want to see the Jets be successful, too, because I know Jets fans have been waiting a long time to have somebody be yeah. their guy. I know they're tired of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has been terrible for them. <laughs> awful, awful player. I don't know what – I don't even know why they picked him in the first place. But and, You know, the hype around Zach Wilson was, was real coming out of the draft. I, I never saw it personally. Like – Watching the film, I was like, I don't see, like, I don't see why everyone hypes this guy up enough to go number two. They were because initially there was talks when Zach Wilson was coming out in the draft that Zach was going to be, you know, like maybe a top fifteen pick, and then just out of nowhere his name started rising, rising, rising in all these mock drafts, and everyone had the Jets taking him, and sure enough, they did. I haven't seen nothing special from him. I mean, I've seen something special, but it has nothing to do with on the field shit. I know. <laughs> Lock up your mamas. If you know, you know. Lock up your mamas. Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> hide your aunties. But yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see where the Jets go from here. I know the I know their fans really want them to be more successful this year. But you never know what happens in the NFL. We don't have the script, so we can't 
again, if you got the script, please send it to us. We like we we want to know. I definitely want to know. I, I want to know how the Broncos are going to do next year. Because I'm going to get this out of the window now because it pissed me off the other day. CBS Sports did a quarterback ranking of each division. Mm-hmm. And fucking Jimmy Garoppolo was above Russell Wilson. I'm going to take that as disrespect. Whoever wrote that list is out of their monkey-ass mind. I mean, based on last year's performance, I would say, yeah. I don't want to hear it. I mean, like, he got hurt, too. Hey, they both were hurt. Hey, you're talking to a realist here. Look, look, you're talking to me, and we know what's going to happen. We're going to get the job done this year. <laughs> so I, I definitely said my team, I'll be joking around. But my team going back to the playoffs, I can't take it no more. Bro, I, it's hard for me to watch. Is, is it is it bad that I would say I'd be happy with a, a a winning season, not making the playoffs? I feel like that would be fine, but I want to see us in the playoffs again because yeah, I, I, I'm tired of the drought. The drought has been very hurtful. It, as long as as I've been a Broncos fan, like. There's been good highs and lows. There's been highs and lows, but I feel like we got too much of a talented team to not be making the playoffs now. Yeah, for sure. Especially with the – I think the coaching is going to make the biggest difference in the world. Nathaniel Hackett didn't have a fucking clue what he was doing. But that, 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 That's why he's a coordinator again. But, I mean, again, we go back to to that situation now with you know Green Bay. That circles back in or with uh, the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. It circles back because – Nathaniel Hackett is now the offensive coordinator out in New York. So is he going to be calling the plays or is that going to be on head coach Robert Sala? Or because him calling plays out here in Denver was a disaster. Terrible. And then you go back to the success in Green Bay. It wasn't him calling the plays. That was Matt LaFleur. Yeah, I don't know where they go from here. It's crazy because I don't think Hackett was really ready to be a, a head coach. And oh. you can see it. Like, last year as a Broncos fan was so disappointing. Like, by the time we got to before even midway of the season, I was ready for him to be gone because I'm just like, if Pat Bolden was alive still. Oh, that man's turning he, in his grave, he's bro. He's turning in his grave because he is not used to the Broncos playing like that. Yeah. He is looking for championship contenders and great coaching. And for the shit that we've had for the past couple of years, it's been unacceptable. Unacceptable. Been a couple of past seven, bro. Past since we won since the Broncos won the Super Bowl, man, it's been some it's of the toughest <laughs> toughest years of my life as a fan. But man. Vance Joseph is back, which is crazy. Bro, we I can't even talk about Vance Joseph right now, bro. <laughs> I, I fucking can't. But I right, Rico. Siren Sports, man. We're going to wrap this motherfucker up. I appreciate you coming out, Rico, man. You want to plug your social medias for the folks? Yes, sir. You know, I said it last week. I'll say it again. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on Instagram at Father Juice. Father Juice. Father Juice. F-A-T-H-A Juice. And as for me, I go by the name of Town. You can find me at Town5280. And uh, on Instagram, there is a dot between the Town and the 5280. Just so y'all know, I had a, I had a couple... Incidents with that. (laughs) But also, don't forget, follow us and subscribe on YouTube because this is where the video is exclusively dropping. But also, tune into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast at. Stitcher, tune in. I mean, the only place I I would think that we aren't yet is the moon. So Yeah, don't be a lame. Come support, you know. (laughs) And and if if your podcatcher of choice lets you... Rate and review, please do that because let me tell you all that helps us out so much, man. We appreciate it. 
from the bottom of our hearts, man. Over here at Siren Sports, one last time we are out, this motherfucker. I'm Town. This is Rico. Catch y'all next week. Yes, out. Siren Sports is part of the Imprint Media Network.